Hello friends, welcome to I Am Who I Am podcast. We're doing 1 Thessalonians 3 today. It's Paul's concern for the Thessalonians. So we'll jump right on in. And Oh, just as a just as a heads up, I'm, I had a request to continue doing videos from a friend of mine. Thank you very much. <laughs> so if I can do videos, I will. They're the same thing, but some people prefer watching over just listening. So Anyway, I hope I'm entertaining, and I hope hope it just it just sticks with the Bible. That's all I want to do is stick with the Word of God. So, so let's jump in there. First Thessalonians chapter three. Just jump right on in there. It's a short chapter, only thirteen verses. So, um, so we'll just here we go. So when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. Um, Paul had warned them. You'll see that in a minute. But Paul had warned them that they were going to go through some some trials and some tribulation. And um, and they went through some persecution. It's happened exactly as Paul told him. So they ended up in Athens, and uh, uh, they were they went to Berea and started experiencing with the Bereans and started experiencing persecution. So uh, they ended up in Athens, and so just uh, they were just trying to stay safe. Uh, we sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. So. Paul sent Timothy to just give these guys a heads up. Hey, man, yeah, we're going through stuff, but we're okay. We're surviving, and uh, and, and and wanted to strengthen and encourage them in their faith, uh, so they wouldn't be unsettled. You know, he Paul cared about these guys, and if he, you know, if, if the people had heard secondhand that man, all hell's breaking loose for Paul and and all the boys with him, it would have been hard on them. So Paul wanted to send his representative Timothy. Um, who was a co-worker in God's service and spreading the gospel of Christ. I love that. To strengthen and encourage you in your face so that no one be in, uh, no one would be unsettled by these trials. He wanted he wanted them, sent him to strengthen and encourage him in his faith and to make sure they understood they didn't have to be unsettled in Paul's trials. Um, for you know quite well that we are all destined for them. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted and it turned out that way, as you well know. So... So again, Paul, when he was with the Thessalonians before he left, he said, "Look, you're going to hear about us getting persecuted. And I'm just what we're going to give you a heads up. God, show me this. It's coming. Don't be unsettled. Don't let it get you. Uh, just pray for us." And um, and the and and the persecution, as Paul had warned them, came. And so um, so again, Paul's just trying to give these people peace about his situation and what he's going through. Verse three, uh, verse five. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent out to I sent I sent to find out about your faith. I love this verse, verse five. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. That 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 is something else. Paul really loved these people. Paul really cared about them. It was it was bothering him that he did that he couldn't find out about their faith. So I love when he says, "When I could stand it no longer," he's like on the edge of his seat, and he's like, "That's it, okay, Timothy, go. I can't take this anymore. I can't take the suspense. How are, how are the Thessalonians doing in their faith and love? Come on, Timothy, would you please go?" So so he wanted to find out how, about their faith because he loved them so much. Um. I was afraid. Um, I was. A, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you, and that our labor might have been in vain. So Paul was concerned, like he was with the Galatians, that you know the tempter came and deceived them. The Galatians. It was the circumcision group, and with these people, I'm not sure who they had to deal with. But 
He was worried that the devil might have led them astray and that all their efforts would have been in vain, would have been lost. And so Paul was happy that that didn't turn out to be the case. Amen. Verse 6, and this is the heading is Timothy's encouraging report. But Timothy has just now come from us, uh, come to us from you and has brought us good news about your faith and love. Now, I love that. That's another verse I love. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. Man. Man, these guys were figuring it out. They had faith and love, and that's always the key. Their book ends, faith working by love. The only thing that counts, Galatians 5, 6, the only thing that matters, it counts is faith expressing itself through love. Your faith has to line up with love. Faith in one hand and a gun in the other is no faith. That's foolishness. Or a Bible in one hand and, faith and a gun in the other. A lot of people in Christ shooting a whole lot of innocent people, trying to convert them with violence. It's insanity. Amen. Um, uh, see, so he he had good news about their faith and love. Amen. Uh, he has he has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us, and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. I love that. When these guys, when Paul went to a place, he was doing life with these people. They had dinners together. They talked. They, I mean, they had pleasant memories, and I I love the fact. That this this was so personal to Paul, and it was so personal to them, because he says, "Look what he says." He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us, and that you long to see us, just as we also love. So the Thessalonians wanted to see Paul as much as Paul wanted to see them. Man, Paul is step. Paul, the more you read these 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 epistles of Paul, the more you see. And I didn't understand Paul for a long time, because I saw the hard edge of Paul. The spiritual discipline, you know, warn the contentious person once, warn him again. That's three Titus, three times. Warn a contentious person once, warn him again, then I have nothing more to do with him. Such a man is warped in self commitment. I was always intimidated by Paul. I was always a Barnabas guy, a touchy feely, uh, roly poly, you know, panda bear kind of guy carrying the guy in front's luggage. Because that's what um, Barnabas did. He carried Paul's luggage. He was the, he was the, he was the support staff. I've always seen myself in that role, not in Paul's role. But the way Paul writes about these people, how he longed for them, Paul established great relationship in such a, it's such a necessary element in the body of Christ that's probably very, very lacking. We wouldn't, you know, churches, churches, churches end up split apart or they dissolve. Why? Because these people didn't have a good relationship with each other. You have to be in love with the people you go to church with. You don't have to agree with everything in them, but your heart has to be for them. And that's how Paul was with the Thessalonians and Galatians and others that he preached to. He established deep and abiding friendship and relationship with them. That's how it should be for us. Deep and abiding friendships and relationships together. We're not, not having to agree with each other on everything, but still loving each other in the middle of all of it. It's just a beautiful, that's the body of Christ. Matthew 25, the goats and the sheep. Are we treating, we treating our brothers like goats? Are we? I mean, are we? Are we like sheep treating uh, treating uh, the body of Christ real good, which means we're treating Christ good? Or are we like goats? Are we treating each other like crap, which is how we treat Jesus? How I treat you is how you treat Jesus. How you treat me is how you treat Jesus. Jesus is very clear on this in Matthew twenty-five. So again, good report here. Let's continue on. Therefore, brothers, uh, we all. Therefore, brothers, in all our distress and persecution, we are encouraged about about you because of your faith. So. Uh, Timothy's report on their faith encouraged Paul. For now we really live since you are standing firm in your in the Lord. I love that. Man, it's like we're alive. It's like we've come alive. Now we really live. Um, now you really live. Um, now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. Man, 
if you're discipling someone and you see them standing firm, it just gladdens your heart. It's like, it's just like, it's it's you can't express it. Someone who's holding on, who's listening to your discipleship, who's taking your advice, it just blesses you. And that's what Paul says. We really live because you're standing firm in the Lord. I love that. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? I love this verse. Verse 9. I think about, listen to what I'm going to say here. How can we thank God enough for you? Now, that's the first part of the verse. Man, it doesn't, Lord, it doesn't matter what we say. We're never going to be able to thank you enough for the Thessalonians. I'm sure the Thessalonians, God, we will never be able to thank you enough for Paul coming to us and sharing the truth. Don't you want people to feel that way about you? That man, if you were suddenly out of their life, you know, it's like it's like they they know there'd be a hole in their life where you used to be, and how there's people that you know that you are thank God that you can't thank God enough for them, and they can't thank God enough for you. Again, interpersonal relationship. I love this, um, and that's in the and, <laughs> and again, how can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of God because of you? Paul's joy was affected by these people. Paul's joy in the presence of the Lord was positively affected by these people. Think about that. These people affected Paul's joy. It says it right here. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? That's how we should feel about each other. That's how I should feel about Mark and Jack and Clark and Bob and Bob and Dan and Doug and all my myriad of other friends out there. We should, we, should, we should feel that way about each other, that we have joy in the presence of the Lord because of you. I love that, man. Paul did, per- man, I, I'm really coming to appreciate Paul doing these epistles and stuff, seeing how, how personal his ministry was to him. This, Paul wasn't just nuts and bolts. Paul was all about getting into these people's hearts, becoming all things to all men, so by all possible means some might be saved. Paul wanted to get the gospel out to these people and not just share the gospel like he said I think it's earlier in Thessalonians. We didn't want to just share the gospel with you. We wanted to share our whole lives with you. Now, that's, that's the way this thing's supposed to work. We're just sharing life together. Amen. A friend of mine, Bob, we sat down in Texas, in Dallas, um, a few weeks ago, or a month or two ago. We had lunch. We had a lunch together, or a dinner, or whatever it was. But we, did, we were doing time together, good time together, and it was excellent. Amen. Night and day we pray most earnestly that you that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Night and day they prayed, Lord, please. That we're that night and day we prayed most earnestly. They're praying earnestly, which means serious prayer. They were serious about these guys. Lord, we're praying earnestly that we may see the Thessalonians again and supply anything lacking in their faith. <laughs> Paul was crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's, man. Amen. Verse 11, now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ clear the way for us to come to you. Paul was a messenger. He's saying, not just in the name of Jesus do we pray this, but we pray this by God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul was like, okay, okay, Jesus, you don't get the job done. Then Father, you get the job done. We want to see these guys again. <laughs> and clear the way. It's like, uh, that our, and our Lord Jesus Christ clear the way for us. And I think about someone clearing the way. They like to drive in a dozer and they're clearing out all the trees. They're clearing the way out, you know, just plowing everything out. Paul wanted God to remove any obstacle. God the Father and God the Son remove any obstacle. It would come for him to get back to the Thessalonians. That's how much he loved these people. Um, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you. Again, uh, these 
these things that Paul says. Again, this is so rich. I love all of this. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other. Man, God should be making our love increase and overflow for just what I just said a minute ago when I called out everybody's name. Our love should increase and overflow for each other and for every and for everyone else. Not just for each other, but everyone else. That's why Jesus could say, pray for your enemies. Why do you pray for your enemies? Because you love them and you don't want them to be your enemy unto death and die in his sin. Pray, love, forgive your enemies. Everyone else, our love should overflow and increase, not just for you, but for everyone else. Paul says it right there, everyone else, just as ours does for you. I'm sorry about my diatribe, but this stuff just turns my crank, man. (laughs) Man, this meditating on the word thing, kids, is so good. Oh, my gosh. I'm having so much fun doing it. That's why I started doing the videos again. A friend of mine really wanted me to do them. And I have fun doing the videos and cutting up in the videos. And you can see me cutting up. I enjoy that. Now, this is verse 13, and this is going to blow your mind here. And it's so much in verse 13. This is the final verse, 13 verses. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus Christ comes with all his holy ones. We're talking about the second coming of Christ. We're not talking about the rapture of church. It's a separate event from the second coming of Christ. <laughs> May he strengthen your hearts, okay? He wants to make your heart strong so that you will be blameless and holy. He wants you to strengthen your hearts so you'll be blameless and holy in the presence of God, of our God and Father, when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. When Jesus comes back at the end of time and he, and he takes over in the Antichrist, he wipes out all Armageddon, Battle of Armageddon, all of that. He's coming. We're all going with him. All of that belong to him are going to be with him. All that are already up in heaven with him. Like say, there'll be Christians alive on the earth when he returns. Those people, of course, will stay on the earth. But anybody that's in heaven, those caught up in the rapture, if the rapture comes before this, all the Christian dead, all of that, they are going to, all, all the saints of God are going to come back with Christ. The angels, the saints of God, all, we're part of all his holy ones. And so, man, that verse just, may he strengthen your hearts that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes, Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Wow. Keeping our hearts right keeping our hearts blameless and holy. He wants our hearts to be blameless and he wants to strengthen our hearts so we'll be blameless and holy, just like Job. Remember what I said blamelessness is? It's not sinless perfection. It's a repentant life. It's a repentant heart. It's a guarded heart. Man, you can be blameless. You can be, your heart can be holy and blameless before the before God the Father when Jesus comes back. That's what God wants. Just submit yourself there for unto him. Resist the devil, he'll flee. Man, just give yourself over to God fully and completely. Amen and amen. I love this stuff. I'm glad we're doing this. Um, I'm glad I'm doing podcast. I mean, videos again. Hopefully I can continue on with that. It's downloading right now. I did it first. So anyway, love you, love you. Man, have concern from, from the least to the greatest in Christ. Love them as perfectly as you can. Give your heart to them. You know what I'm saying here. Be a friend. Be good, kind, and gentle to everyone. I love that. If someone's wearing a name tag, call them by their name. Just be good. Wow.
There is so much coming. We're so blessed. So blessed. Anyway, love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Appreciate you. We'll get this downloaded to you today. And we have a poem already written. So you'll have a video of this and a poem. So be blessed. Love you, love you. We'll talk at you later. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow.